With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. Kevin Schwant. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Another week has gone by, and we've got a whole bunch to share with you on the program. Uh, let's go to Tony Wink, Tony, you uh, obviously back from Mexico as you were last week as well, but uh, we've uh, put together a pretty decent show for our listeners. Yeah, we're going to talk to Chris Parrish in hour number two, as well as Grant Baylor mm. and uh, Steve Wise. He's got a bit of bad news. What's going on, with Steve? He he only comes on when there's bad news. No, no, no. Like. You got to remember, Steve is very religious, and um, this was a very close friend of his, somebody he admired very much. And uh, Steve wanted to uh, come on and talk a bit about him. And uh, so Steve will be uh, sharing with us um, uh, the, the, the passing of Eric Gabor. So uh, it'll be an interesting interview. Uh, and it's always good to have a legendary Honda racer like Steve Wise on the program. For sure. Um, also, Corey West is going to be on. Who's, um, he just come off of uh, third overall behind Hayden Gillum and J.D. Beach at, uh, in the Super Sport Class at VIR out in Virginia International nice. Raceway, which you and I have been to. You bet. And uh, our first guest is Taylor Robert, who's uh, we have him on from time to time. He's he's out on West Coast, and uh, he just got done um, with the Heron Hound National, run by the Sugar Loafers. I like that. I like that band, the Sugar Loafers. They uh, had one hit in the seventies. <laughs> All right. Uh, what this, was it? This is Pit Pass Radio. I'm Scott Casper. Tony Wink is here. Roman Avila, PJ Duran, back from Mexico as well. Uh, Ed Kulenkip in our studios in Advanced North Carolina. Our contributors include Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, Jack and Leanne DeLeon are producing this uh, particular edition of the show. We thank them very much. Let's go to uh, a couple uh, breaking news items first. Let's go to PJ Duran. PJ? Well, the big news from Jerez in the MotoGP series was the three-way crash. Of course, Marquez uh, continued to dominate and did a pretty sweet finish line dance. But the Ducati team, unfortunately, took themselves, along with Danny Pedrosa, out. Uh, it was a three-way pileup. No one uh, walked away from it. Everyone went down. And in Moto America, Mr. Elias doubled again. Well, they did walk away. They walked away, but they, they didn't, didn't get to ride away, and they all put up goose eggs in the championship. Yep. Let's, yep. Go to, let's, go, let's go to Roman Avila. Roman, top uh, two stories for you. Top two stories, obviously, Supercross. Um, Anderson, you know, the, uh, um, Jason Anderson. Big title Jason winner. Anderson, yep, Jason Anderson. Uh, Zach Osborne and, you know, Plessinger uh, locking it up. Um, also, the biggest one probably and most surprising was Cincerello having racing with the torn ACL wins it again. Yeah, he hadn't won one since the year before, right. had he? No, exactly. Right. The same. He won the same race, Vegas, year before. Lost it by two. This year, same thing. 
yep. wins it, loses it by two, but now he's out for uh, outdoors with a torn ACL. So um, is is AC going to be? I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, we had so much hope for him and so much as an amateur coming up. You know, we thought he was going to just tear tear everybody. Yeah, he thought he was going to kill it, and he'll, and uh, he'll find he'll find his his lane. You know, the two fifty class is funny because it's it's changed over time. That we see older guys, and that Zach Osborne is not a kid. No, he's twenty nine. Right. So we're seeing older guys dominate the yeah. two fifty class, and it's you know it's uh, it's. We could have a whole segment about that's that, crazy. I think. Yeah. And we and we probably will about eight forty tonight. So stick right, to good. that. Yeah, Write it deal. down. Make that a topic du jour, if you will. Uh let's go to our very first guest. A bad start could not stop Taylor Robert from winning the Cherry Creek Heron Hound race. He joins us now. Taylor, how are you? I'm doing good, guys. Thank you for having me. Are we loving Cherry Creek or what? <laughs> yeah, Cherry Creek's actually uh it's actually a really cool place to go ride if you ever want to go do uh, some recreational riding. They got a little bit of everything out there. What is it? Um, where's it at? In, in uh, it's in Utah, right? Yeah, it's about an hour and a half south of Salt Lake. Okay. Now the band, the Sugar Loafers, uh, put together the, uh, the the event. Right? It was Kenda SRT AMA Heron Hound National Championship. And I tease, I tease. It's a motorcycle club, obviously, but um, uh, they do a pretty good job, I understand. Yeah, they do a they do a really good job. You know, they uh, we actually did two two races in there in a matter of three weeks because there was a hare and hound a couple weekends before up there, put on by the stage riders, and it's just it's really cool the terrain that they have to work with up there. So I I enjoy racing up there, and I'm glad we had a couple up there. I'd much rather do two in a row up there than in lucerne that's for sure do you do you recognize the trail when you're out there or is it completely different uh you know so we did um two weeks ago we did about a 90 mile course this weekend we did an 80 mile course and of the you know 170 miles that we did there was probably only about five miles of common course between the two so they did a pretty good job of mixing it up and it was uh, your race, I think, you ended at 33, uh, two hours, 33 minutes, and 30 seconds. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it sounds about right. And that made you the clear winner? Well, what the hell were you thinking for the start? What what happened? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I uh, I think I just get a little excited on the start. And um, <laughs> with, with our race bikes, if you even think about touching the throttle before that thing fires up, it just flames out, and then you have to basically let the fuel pump reset before it'll start o- start again. And um, I think I just get a little too too excited with the throttle there, and I just get on it a little too early, <laughs> and uh, it makes my job a lot harder. So, Taylor, do you, when you guys have – I've seen this at the GNCCs. They have a line that they draw on their, their grip and their throttle housing, and they turn it back just to the right exact spot, and they start it like that. And the, and so that's the same every time. Do you do that, or is it just do you? Are you just like a real rookie at start somehow, <laughs> being a national champion, but somehow rookie. You, yeah, he's just a rookie starter. at the starts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's just a starter. Now, do you guys do uh, that or not? No, honestly, on our on our bikes, and even I would, have, I'm pretty sure Caleb's bike is the same, and all the Husky guys, everybody, um, you can't you can't turn the throttle at all before it fires up. So, I mean. It, we don't really have a line on our throttle tube or anything like that because it's literally you you have to have the, the throttle completely shut 
and hit the start switch, and then once it fires up, then you can start twisting it. Well, there was a Yamaha that I saw it on, I'm sure. <laughs> once it fires up, you can hold it all the way to the stop and still go, but you just can't can't even can't even breathe on it before it starts up. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, don't don't even breathe. Yeah, don't breathe. All the sugar loafers, yeah. stand back. Get away from my throttle. <laughs> So what else is up? You're doing the you doing the work series. Have you you been hitting the? Uh, have they had a sprint enduro yet? That's brand new. Yeah, um, you know I was supposed to do. They had three of those sprint enduros this year, and then I'm doing the whole regular sprint or uh, work series as well. Um, unfortunately, I've missed uh, a few of each due to some injury this year. So didn't get to do all of them, but had a blast at the one sprint enduro that I did get to do, and then. The works races have, have been really good as well. All right, Taylor. You just let it out the bag. Injury, what kind of injury were we dealing with? <laughs> well, r- January 2nd, January 3rd, I made a small mistake on my own, but just slid out in a turn. My face landed on a rock, wearing a helmet, of course, but rock came. had a point on it, came through the helmet where my goggles are, broke my face, is your the, face is way to put, <laughs> broke my, my face, face. That's, that's like are we talking the orbital socket the whole bit uh yeah orbital socket down um it's called the lafort one which is part of your jaw underneath your nose mercy um, sakes that sounds like it hurts how yeah did you lose so, any teeth over it no i didn't honestly that's the only thing that hurt well though was my teeth <laughs> they were out of alignment. Oh, really? Uh, Did you have to get them adjusted? Well, I thought that's all I was going to have to do. I went to a dentist because I thought I literally thought I just knocked my teeth out of place or just cut out of adjustment, I guess you could say. And I went to a dentist right away, and he's like, I can't really do anything for you. Your teeth are perfectly fine. He goes, you need to see a, a facial trauma specialist. <laughs> so I went to one of those guys, and they... I didn't know there was one like that. Boy, I wish you had a dollar for every time I heard that. Right. You need to see a facial trauma. What was it? Specialist. Specialist. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> My grandma broke her uh, coccyx at the sand dunes once. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Boy, and I thought I screwed so, up shows. Uh. Okay, so the sprint enduro, you have missed some, but the one that you did, you went to one, right? Yeah. Yeah, how was it? Did go to it was good. Honestly, it was so much fun. I I really enjoy that style of racing. It's, he has it set up real similar to what you would see at ISD as far as how the tests are laid out. You know, they're, they're fairly short in comparison to, say, a national enduro. You know, they're only, they have like a five-minute cross test and then an eight, ten-minute enduro test. And uh, it was just a blast. I, I really like that style of racing because you get to go out there, you get to walk the course, you know, it's pretty safe because you know exactly where you're going and you get to pick out lines and it's really, it's all about raw speed and line choice. Uh, Taylor, we, we've kind of seen this, I think, with a few more of these guys lately, guys like yourself, top guys. And it kind of seems like there's a little bit more of a trend towards the sprint enduros. Is it because of the style of racing that, that you guys get to do? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I mean, everybody seems to enjoy that, that style of racing. It, it's cool because you're, you know, you're not out there in the, in the dust or in the trees or the mud or whatever for three hours, just, you know, be, 
setting yourself up. You you go out there and you, you lay it down as hard, you know, 110% as fast as you can go for five to 10 minutes. And then you get to take a break and BS with your buddies and, you know, you have a good time. And then you go out there and you do it again. Like hitting a local enduro. Yeah. Where you're not yeah. so serious and you can, you can stop and laugh at yourself or whatever. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I get it totally. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. Unfortunately, I'm stuck in the middle here. I'm not the Kenda full gas enduros are too far away. The work series is too far away, and there's really nobody in my my backyard that, uh, but myself, besides myself, that would put something like this on. And um, I'm kind of steering towards I just want to go ride instead of putting on all the races around here. So, but I I think it's cool. And and uh, you know, for me, you go out there and you ride for two hours, and it's not so bad now that I'm in such horrible shape because it's the entire time I'm just trying not to die. You know, like not like don't stroke out, don't stroke out, but when I'm in shape and his, I go, he watches his heart rate real, but I don't real hard. He no, watches I, it. When you can feel it in your neck, the entire race, you, you, and your, your chin pulse. strap, your pulse, your pulse is like is your right helmet there. strap is like, the, is there somebody on the back of your bike hanging on or that's uh no monkeys on my no back. That's what you back. mean. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but when you're, when you're out there racing and you're feeling it and y- your mind can wander if you're out there for a long time. So, you know, if you're going off, like you said, raw speed, and you, and you have to blitz everything, and then you get a chance to collect yourself, and I, I totally get it. I think it'd be a lot of fun to, to chase a series like that. I wish there was one locally, but I know this: the works sprint enduros are not popular yet. I know they're they're coming; they're going to build that crowd hopefully. But it, like you said off air, the the stuff out east, it was a slow build, and it's uh, yeah. it's starting to get really popular. And and J Day. A little bit different format, but J Day is huge, man. That guy is John Day is blowing it up out of, out in the New England area. I mean, he's really got a lot of. So I think I think people are open minded to different formats rather than just a two hour or three hour race. Yeah, no, I think it. I would love to see it become a national series that was across the whole United States, and and you know whether it was a sprint enduro format or more of like a a world enduro format. I just think it'd be a really cool style of racing that everybody can enjoy. And it'd be cool to have a series, a nationwide series here in the United States where we can get, you know, the best of the East versus the West and, and, you know, the Midwest guys and just have a, a true nationwide series. Cause it seems like it's pretty segregated right now. And, you know, we, uh, we, we don't endorse segregation, by the way. <laughs> We're way far North for that. Way too far North. Yep. Yeah. Our guest, uh, Taylor Robert, uh, outstanding weekend for him at the uh, Sugar Loafers Motorcycle Club race at the uh, Cherry Creek Hare and Hound. Nice job there. And um, right now, I think, Taylor, are you, are you third overall? Yeah, uh, I think so. I missed, I missed two races of that series because of a, another injury where a kid was going the wrong way on the motocross track, hit me head on and broke both my arms. I was going to say, I, I remember talking about that injury the last time we had you on. Which yeah. is odd. Seems so, like every time we have you on, you're broken something. Honestly, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, we, yeah. we should have him on when he's totally healthy. Yeah. Because right now he's probably <laughs> loopy on uh, on pain meds or something like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one ever laughs at that joke. Why would he got? Uh, <laughs> why would he got? <laughs> Kendall, Kendall Norman leads the series. Um, what's it going to take to beat him? Um, some, some good luck on my part because I feel like I've only had bad luck. 
Okay. You know, honestly, I've, I've done three races so far this season. I've won all three of them. So I definitely have the speed to do it. It's right. just, um, I can't, I can't be missing races because of injuries. Okay. So that's the plan. Um, you guys write that down. Did you write it down? Yeah. Uh, right. When race show up, Taylor sponsors. Who do you want to thank, bud? The FMF Red Bull KTM team. They're awesome. I mean, obviously the best team in off road right now. And then just, I have, you know, some personal sponsors that have always been behind me. Charlie designs, hundred percent GoPro USW hydration. And, uh, yeah, just stoked to be out there racing again. All right, man. We appreciate you taking the time. It's always good to talk to you. Thanks for laughing at some of our weak jokes. <laughs> some of them. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> so, Taylor, be good. Head to the pits. Uh, we'll take it a commercial break. Uh, folks, we want to make sure you know what's going on around, uh, around your neck of the woods. Well, guess what? At Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, you can also find them online. They are having a big sale. And, uh, and now that uh, PJ's back, he can tell us a little bit more about the sale. There are a bunch of rebates from a number of the OEMs on holdover machines, specifically KTM. There's a great one. So come on in, talk to anybody in our sales department about it. We'd love to get you hooked up. And you also offer financing, in-house financing. Absolutely, right? in-house financing through a number of vendors, uh, the sales department. You can apply online, make it real easy. You can uh, file your credit application online. According to their Facebook ads, powerful financing powerful financing powerful. sounds right anybody can get financed well, I mean, i'll tell you how when i every my, once in a while I, we find somebody who can't but they are the the exception not the rule when i uh, was buying the raider bart came out said uh you want to buy that bike i said yeah he said i'll loan you the cash and he did it was amazing so big thanks to bart hicklin the good folks at hicklin power sports always changing out there you need to go in and see all the new looks and uh, you'll find them in Grimes, Iowa, right off Highway 141, or also online at HicklinPowerSports.com. Stay tuned. Back after this. Hi, my name is Ben Evans. I'm a professional motocross and supercross racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four-stroke strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy-duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. 
If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest-to-ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Daly on family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Daly Ons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the Daly Ons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Daly on Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, you want an experience that's real, fast, and fun? fun? Then it's time you try MB2 Raceway. MB2 Raceway provides an exhilarating indoor karting experience with high-tech European electric carts on a Grand Prix-style road course that's challenging for all skill levels. With speeds up to 45 miles an hour, we guarantee a white-knuckle throw ride that'll keep you coming back. MB2 Raceway is behind Sky Zone and Grimes. For more information, go to mb2raceway.com. It's real. It's fast. It's fun. fun. It's MB2 Hey, this is Ben Bostrom. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hi, welcome back to the show. Um, how would you like to adopt a dog? I've got two that you can adopt, a local animal shelter. Uh, unique names. They answer to the names of Tequila and uh, uh, Sangria. Oh, I was hope it, I was all in if you said Sunrise. Can you imagine going out your front door and yelling at after the dogs, Tequila! Tequila! <laughs> sangria! The neighbors would look at you a little bit funny. Hey, great conversation with Taylor uh, Robert. Coming up, hour number two, Grant Baylor and Chris Parrish. Steve Weisel joining, joining, uh, be joining us a little bit later on in this hour. But we uh, move next to um, uh, Corey West, who's going to be joining us. Uh, Corey uh, had a third overall uh, behind Hayden Gillum and J.D. Beach uh, in the Motor America Super Sport Class at VIR. Corey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Good. I, I was confused. I, I, I saw your Facebook post, and then I, I, I messaged you. I said, I'd like to have you on the show. And uh, you said, but I didn't win. That's never stopped us before. We've had you on many times. <laughs> well, you said you wanted to talk about my win. Well, I consider climbing on top of the podium at any level, that's a victory for my team. Okay, that may not be a personal victory. You know, top of the box, obviously, is a personal victory. But when you get on that box, it shows significant improvement. It also shows you're competitive within the field. Yeah, for sure. Corey, you are a standout. Absolutely standout. There's only other one one other guy's name that comes to mind when I think guys who are asked to come ride off the cuff, 
out of off the couch, however you want to refer to it, you and Steve Rapp, you're like the two dudes. You should be phone call one and two at the same time. You're call. absolutely killing it this season. Uh, do you have any insight as to whether uh, this ride might stretch out for you? I know you're, you are a, a fill-in rider for an injured Valentine to Beast, but, man, you are killing it right now. <laughs> yeah, I wish I knew what the future held. Um, it's just been a race by race right now with the team hammer crew. So, um, yeah, it just depends on, uh, how healthy Valentine's looking going into road America. And I mean, do they update you on that stuff? It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't. It really, you, you know. can stop training. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how, you know, here's a beer, have a seat. Spe- hey, <laughs> speaking of that There's crew. No, no such thing as stopping training. Even uh, when I wasn't riding, I just I can't be idle. And that's why you are where you are as a fill-in rider. You are ready to rumble when you get the call. So so what do you yeah. do to maintain your race fitness? I mean, are you uh, just constantly training the whole time? Well, my job keeps me very active. Uh, I work for the International Mountain Bike Association, so I'm out working on mountain bike trails all the time. And then uh, that's cool. obviously riding mountain bikes as well. And then... Uh, you know, I do some instructing down at Colin Edwards Tech Tornado Boot Camp. And if I can find any free time in there, I do some froggy moto tour stuff, dual sport rides with my own little business. So I'm Which, always riding something behind handlebars. We've talked to you every time you've been on about froggy and Tony's eyes are lighting up. We, we keep saying we need to go do that. Froggy. Yeah. I'm bringing like a, like a. XR650? Yeah, probably. <laughs> No, Perfect. can I just bring something normal, or do I need to bring something that's kind of a Piece pig? Of junk. Oh, it doesn't have. I mean, I led a group with a DR two hundred last month. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it doesn't have to be big, and it doesn't have to be fast. Does it have to be street legal? Yes. Yeah. See, that kind of narrows uh, it down uh, in my boy. garage. Right back yeah. to your XR six hundred and fifty, or I got an XS yeah. six hundred and fifty. Oh yeah, that's not uh, different. Yeah, that's like, that well, we could put knobbies. Shaft drive six hundred and fifty. Hey, I got a KZ six hundred and fifty with. We can put knobbies on it. Knobbies, flashlights. Yeah. We could do flashlights. Yeah, on the like front. they're like dual sport tires. Uh, anybody, anybody booking? You said you had, that was last week. You did a DR two hundred tour. No, no, it's been a couple months before the weather got a little warmer. But yeah. obviously, I've been pretty busy with the uh, Moto America schedule lately. <laughs> and when do you find out? Have they get you know our next next Moto America event coming up? I will be there, Road America, Wisconsin, Elkhart. When do you get the go no go? I mean, is it uh, literally five minutes before? No, they'll usually give me a couple days of notice. <laughs> I mean, it, it does make it a little tricky, but um, it's really just kind of day-to-day for Valentine, I think. It's just going and getting checked up by the doctor and whether his doctor thinks he's in good enough shape to, um, you know, basically, if he does crash, he'll be okay. And, you know, that's the problem with the injury that he's sustained. You, uh, for a substitute rider, Corey, you, uh, excuse me, you didn't have a bad start to the season. You had a podium in the first race of the season. Um, and then VIR, um, you uh, were four tenth off the podium in race one or something like that, followed by a podium in race two. So um, I think that, you know that's that's a pretty darn good uh, substitute rider, if you want to call it that. What did you expect going into it? Did you? I mean, it's pretty solid. Did you expect to to uh, 
you know, go out there and, and uh, just kill it? Or did you did you think there was going to be some some adjustment and, and some uh, uh, well, adjustments that yeah. you had to make with the, with the team mean, and everything? Coming in with a new team, I haven't been on Dunlops very much. Um, and when I did, it's been years ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, the only thing that was familiar is I've ridden Suzuki GSXR 600s in the past, so that that wasn't too crazy. And then I've had success at Road Atlanta, and I've done pretty good at VIR. Um, I think you did pretty past. good last year at Daytona, didn't you? Yeah, let's not forget Daytona. <laughs> yeah, that was different team, different situation though. So, um, yeah, I mean. I knew it'd be tough, but the tracks that uh, they had me come fill in at are places that I've gone good at in the past. So, obviously, I had some expectations of trying to do well, and then to roll out and get a podium at Road Atlanta in the first try, that was, like, confidence-inspiring. Then we had a rain race on Sunday, which it's been a while since I've been putting my waders on, (laughs) so to speak, and then... uh, BIR, the weather was great. Uh, it was a little tougher trying to find a happy setup with the bike on the first day. And then uh, my guys just went to town and, and gave me a great bike on Saturday morning. And so, um, but I still, I didn't qualify that hot. I was ninth. But um, the way VIR is, it's a pretty physical place and the track can get kind of greasy. And uh, there's a lot of attrition at the end. And so, I did my best to keep uh, the group, the fight for the podium group, um, in sight. And then as the laps ticked off, I just found myself making good moves down into turn one on the brakes. And, uh, yeah, almost got on the box. Um, you, you've, you've, never sl- you've never slid down uh, that straightaway in front of the announcer stand, though, have you? Slid down it? Is it slid down it? I, I, we've... When I was uh, announcing uh, on a particular weekend there, had two or three guys do that, and I just wonder what that control issue was like. No, I've, I've, I have crashed at VIR in a couple places, but never there on the front straightaway. Mm. You know, just they slide and slide and then they hit the grass and well, slide you got to be careful. More. Yeah, you yeah. definitely have to yeah. be careful. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, I've you know, if the rider takes the inside line with that big right kink in the middle of the straightaway, it's uh, – it's tough trying to go around the outside and you really can't see it that well when you're out there. And that's kind of what happened to me on Saturday. I, I ended up having to just check up cause I think I was about to go shooting off into the, into the grass, but, um, P4 wasn't bad. And then, uh, that gave me the confidence knowing I could run up front for Sunday. And to be honest, we didn't really make any changes to the bike. It worked, it worked good on Saturday. So, uh, just went out, got a better start closer to the front from the beginning uh hayden crashed out there and and i saw him on the side of the track so i knew immediately now there's one more podium spot up for grabs and i gave her all i had to try to get that second place (laughs) but uh the kids were coming at me pretty fierce and um my tire was pretty spent there in those last three laps so didn't quite have what it took to uh nabbed that second spot but uh squeaked out another podium there so Corey, yeah would you, would you say you fetter the berries fetter the berries Pardon me? would you say you fetter the berries fetter the berries I've really porter that. the coal <laughs> very antique euphemisms yeah. for yeah. gave it some gas right good one really yeah. gave her 
Oh, she yeah. had. Really twisted yeah. the throttle. Gave her the beans. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Fed her the beans. Pour the coal. Will you be competing in Wisconsin at the Dunlop Championship at Road America? Um, I just yeah, want to make sure I'm clear on this. It's a possibility. I, I, I'm still not sure, but uh, you might see me up there anyway, just hanging out. 23 days, 4 hours, 40 minutes. Bratwurst. We're a little bit we're a little bit excited here. So Corey, say you do get to ride on your said team. Yeah. Boy, at what point in the season Valentin gets healthy? We're all happy for that. Do you just go steal a bike and finish out this season cuz you are right there at the front of the pack? Yeah, it's going to be tough to to put it down with uh being in such a good championship spot. I mean, we're uh, we reeled back up on Hayden with his DNF uh, I think I'm only 11 or 12 points out of second, and I've got about the same gap over fourth. So, I mean, consistency is key for a championship. And besides my little rain race, I've done no worse than third or fourth. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if I get dropped, Valentin comes back, you could pretty much see me standing on the road to the next racetrack with my thumb out. <laughs> well, hey, and that's a great question, Corey, and this is what I was wanting to allude to is, say this does happen, and I want to tag in on PJ's question to you, but say that does happen, have you had any contact with any other teams over a possible ride? Maybe somebody's like, hey, come over here, we'd love to, love to have a um, title contender on our team. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I'm kind of the super sub at the moment, so um, I've got a good thing going with the with the Team Hammer crew, M4XR Suzuki, so uh, I've just kind of been biding my time and waiting to see what happens there. Uh, there have been a couple potential offers to maybe jump on something if, if this doesn't work out, so yeah, I'd love to know my what my future holds, but uh I don't have a magic. I, I got to right imagine, though, and I'm looking at PJ when I say this. I got to imagine somebody picks this guy up. Like, how does, or, yeah. or somebody's got to help him. I mean, you don't just let a guy that's finishing like this and in, in, in third place in the title or in, and right in the meat of the, the season. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, right in the meat of the season. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think Mr. I, West is a professional. He's well, he's probably saving a few things sure. so that he doesn't burn a single bridge no, I, in this I, very uh, I, I very competitive world. And I understand that, and I can appreciate it. But I just got to think like you don't just leave a guy like this on the road on the side of the road with without a bike, without a team. I mean, well, he's a substitute rider, and I don't think that's fair to the to the guys that did call him and say, "Hey, what do you say?" and I know you're busy with Froggy Tours, but uh, would you like yeah. to come ride a, a sweet? Corey, I won't blame you nah. next time. I and, call and, and, say, and you hey, all you did you almost show? call it a Jixer? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's you know. Can we also call refer to them as crotch rockets while we're calling them Jixers? <laughs> Do we have to? I don't like those two words. I don't either. But <laughs> you said it. Crotch or rocket? No, that's I, what all the chromie homies yeah. say it down here. They hang out at the at the Quick Trip. And they, right. you pull up, and they're on their jixers and their and their crack jackets. Yeah. Come on, baby, yeah. get on the back. I, I love it when a kid comes in. And he goes, "Uh, yeah, I need a um, I need a part for my uh, jixer." Yeah, well, yeah. you need you need to go up back to Des Moines to pick that up. Uh, we don't got those down here. In we Indiana. don't got those. We don't got those. No, we we done be out down of here in the country. So that's where where are you live in you're you're clearly in the south now. That's that's where you're calling home. So you're traveling a lot 
between yeah, uh, calling school. I'm, yeah, I'm still based in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And um, how far away is that from yeah. Little Rock? We've, uh, it's about a three and a half hour drive. We, we have asked him that same question. Well, I just over I, and over just, and over. I just interviewed the the athletic director at the University of Arkansas at Little Rock, now known as the University of Little Rock. I think he told the story even. No, no, because I just interviewed. Oh, the okay. Dude. Oh, my bad. I'll I'll just go back to sleep. My goodness, Corey. Hey. Uh, when you're, uh, I'm just curious with uh, your setup and Valentine's setup on the bike did was there a lot of adjustments or did you just throw your leg over that thing and go uh i think i pulled the bars in and raised the shifters up a little the shifter and the brake lever up a little bit but that's about it not even suspension huh? seriously well i you know i think we weigh a little different so that was all the uh frank aragaki the crew chief he he asked what i weigh and stuff like that you know we checked sag with my leathers on and I've just gone from there. So he's like, um, I mean, I do get to look at uh, data from Valentine last year, and um, you know, it's impressive. That guy can definitely ride. You were looking, you were looking at, at saying, time, "No I'm way!" Kinda, <laughs> at the same time, I'm kind of getting my mojo back, and I'm kind of closing that gap. Right. It's nice to get to get to turn laps and get. You know, I think I only have six days on the bike, so and one of them was pouring down rain, so. The more I get to ride, the more familiar I get with it, and the more familiar I get with the way these tires work. And um, yeah, I mean, I hope I hope I can keep going. Um, I never really thought I'd get another opportunity like this, so I'm definitely just trying to make the most of it while it's while it's in front of me. Corey, what you've done this season is beyond impressive, and it, regardless of what happens the rest of the season, it will be, remain a, a tremendous feat. Uh, nothing but kudos to you for your absolute professionalism and talent on the track we really appreciate you being on here this evening awesome thanks and i hope everyone's enjoying watching it uh, on the tv i know i watched the races yesterday and i was in the dang race and i was still on the edge of my seat it yeah was it was wonderful well, we'll yeah. send you to the pits with this light jazz music we jazz i tell you what we have color tv where we live <laughs> and uh you were you were really hauling the mail on your jixer Corey, that crawl truck it looked fast. Corey, all the best to you and the team. Uh, everybody done in Arkansas he as well. His okay? knee one time. I see. Sounds great. Gosh, Thanks, dang. Corey. All right, quick timeout. This portion brought to you by our friends at Fly and uh, Fly Racing. Fly Racing gear. You can pick it up at a dealer near you or look for flyracing.com. Back after this short timeout, Steve Wise up next. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, this is Jeff May, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. 
With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-to-ride performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. What's up? It's Kyle Regal. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass. Scott Casper, Tony Wink, uh, PJ Duran, Roman Avila in the studio. Uh, Tommy Boy Howerson and Chris Bishop contributing to the program. Uh, Jack and Leanne DeLeon are producing our radio and internet version of the show. We appreciate you listening, folks, wherever you do. Now you can make sure you listen all the time on the iHeart app. All right, our next guest, old buddy of ours, uh, six years, seven years, I think it was, with Team Honda, a superbike champ, winner of the AMA Motocross National Supercross Road Race Events, uh, 19, what was it, 82 AMA Pro Athlete of the Year. And I think most importantly, um, he found a greater calling as he pioneered Christian ministry for pros. He joins us now, does the great Steve Wise. Steve, welcome back. How are you? Great to be with you guys. You sound like you're dating me there, Scott. <laughs> Not literally dating you, uh, but I, 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 I will. <laughs> okay, here we I, go. I do want to, um, and I'm, I'm glad you and I talked earlier today, uh, because uh, a, a guy that you literally looked up to, um, a guy that mentored you through style and class, speed and agility, on the track and off, uh, has uh, has died suddenly at 55 years old. Well, it was actually his big brother. Um, Sylvan Gabors was Eric Gabors' uh, older brother, older fairly brother. old, about 15 years older. And uh, yeah, we tragically lost Eric Gabors, a great uh, champion in the motor, motocross world in Europe. Um, he, uh, Strangely enough, Eric had a, a pretty incredible life. I mean, he was a five-time world champion. He's the only rider that ever won all three of the different uh, the Triple Crown 
He won a 125 World Championship, a 250 World Championship, and a 500 World Championship. He uh, was he won the Moto uh, GP, the 500 Moto GP in California, his last year racing in Glen Helen. And anyway, and, and then he also had a, a incredible car crash in his Ferrari, like at 155 miles an hour, mm. and crawled away from it before it exploded. And then Sunday, he was uh, apparently out fishing or uh, in a boat, and his dog jumped out in the cool water in Belgium, and uh, he jumped in to save his dog, and he never came back out of the water. It's kind have, of strange. Have they found uh, Eric's uh, body? Yes, I read yeah. today that they uh, dredged the lake. They dredged for a day. They couldn't find it, and then they found it, uh, I think, late yesterday. And this took place in Belgium? Yes, sir. He was 55 years old, and, you know, it's just that's so kind of the way how uh, strange how life goes sometimes, and uh, we're very saddened to hear that news. And, uh, of course, I did a Facebook post and get my condolences for the family. Sylvan Gabor's was Eric's older brother. Older brother. And uh, he uh, rode for Team Suzuki. In the very beginning of like motocross, when it was starting to come to America with Roger DeCoster and Joel Robert and Aki Anson on the Makos. And, but I never forget my father took me. My dad was an incredible motorcycle fan and he was, he would always take me to races and stuff when I was a little bitty, little bitty guy. And uh, my father took me to Conroe, Texas to what they called at the time, they called the Trans Am, where it'd be the, the international riders would come over to America. Race against the American riders, and uh, of course, John DeSoto and Brad Lackey were the the guys in the race back then, and they could barely even break the top ten. But Silva Gabor's, I'll never forget. I was about thirteen years old, and I I would never leave this place in the track because <laughs> it was kind of a jump and turn. They turned around this tree, and the Europeans were the only ones that were doing it like that. And I was mesmerized how in the air he leaned the bike over sideways and turned the bike in the air and. And uh, so Silva Gabor's became my hero. And then uh, his daughter, actually, Iana Gabor's, is on my Facebook feed. And, and I read some stuff, I posted stuff on her Facebook last night. So it's a very tragic uh, thing in the motorcycle world because Eric was not only a great rider, but he was a great guy. He's a really fun loving guy, happy guy, a really uh, great with the fans. He uh, always signed autographs and he wasn't, you know, too much to talk to. Uh, I have a good friend of mine, Michael James. Michael told me that uh, he was in Unadilla, and he went over and saw Eric. He could see him about 30 feet away from him in the pits, and he kept staring at Eric, and then Eric came over came over to him. And Michael told me how thrilled he was that Eric was so humble and kind-hearted and uh, a great ambassador of the sport. So it's it's a tragedy, but uh, things, things happen in life that are, unexpected at times you know i was i remember reading a story by uh, uh jody weasel as i like to call him uh from motocross <laughs> action <laughs> yeah I know, uh, I know jody very well yep yeah. um uh, but he was talking about there can only be one greater greatest rider of all time which we call obviously we call ricky carmichael the goat but um you know there's everts and and there's the fellows that you're talking about um and and de costa i mean there's a lot of them that uh really um, are, 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 I, I think we're just as, as influential in, um, Joe Robert, you talked about him, Torsten Hallman. I mean, all, I know these are old dudes, but they, I think that they were just as important to motocross as Ricky Carmichael or any of them are. And, and, it's, well, and especially, I, well, uh, maybe even more I, so because I, yeah. of the equipment that they were running. Well, and I, and I don't think had, 
those guys are are who started it. I mean, if if Torson, some of those guys don't come, and you know, DeCoster brings people. If those guys don't show up, we don't probably have what we have now today. For sure. So yep. I, I, they're giants in my book. Well, I mean, Steve Stackable is going to be a giant in your book, Steve. Who, mine? Yeah, I mean, he's the one that recommended you to Kawasaki, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, Stackable and I are great friends. Yeah. Um, well, we raced, we raced uh, very seriously together. Steve and I had some great races. Uh, he was just a one or two years ahead of me. And, but then I came in and we, Steve, uh, he retired earlier than I did, but Steve was a, a great rider. No, um, Howerton, Stackable, we were, we were the Texas trio, so to speak. Um, there was one other Texas rider, Wyman Pretty, back in the day. But you guys are exactly right. Without Torsten Hallman and, and Joey Robert and, uh, Dave Bickers and, and Sylvan Gabors, I mean, that's what began the foundation of motocross. And you had, um, the name slips me of the man that brought everybody over here, Edison Dye. Hmm. Edison Dye was the man that brought everybody over uh, to form the Trans Am International uh, Racing, and he brought Husqvarna over to America. Of course, Husqvarna, think about that. Husqvarna was one of the first European bikes in America, and they then they they won their first championship this year with uh, with in the Supercross uh, with uh, the young rider. Uh, what's his name? Jason Anderson. <laughs> the, Jason, Jason, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, What's his yeah, name? I don't remember the younger guys. I know, I know all the older guys. I got to ask you a question. In 1979, New Orleans Supercross was held on your birthday, uh, before the race. Ironic, yeah. The 40,000 wow. plus fans in the Superdome got together and sang "Happy Birthday" to you. What was it like having 40,000 people singing uh, for you prior to that race? It, it was very strange in the beginning, and. Uh, uh, I, I kind of had my head down uh, against the Odyssey, and the, one of the Honda PR people came over and they said, "Get up there and start waving to the crowd." It was very embarrassing, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but then I waved to the crowd. It was it was awesome. I have to say, I had a, you know, every, every one of us maybe wish we could have done a few things differently. But I had a great career, and, and that was a, a wonderful experience in my life. And my father was there in the in the crowd. Gary. And, uh, so it was really, really neat. Yeah, Gary, Gary Wise. Uh, now, didn't you? I think you won that race. I mean, you edged out Jimmy Weiner, right, in the main event. I did. Yeah. I, ironically, I won that night. Yeah, and <laughs> I only won. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was a great race. Yeah, it sure was. Let's go to Tony Wake. Tony, I was just curious. You're talking about a bunch of old guys, and and uh, I'm really fond of the '90s. I mean, that was the. the I, I, in my opinion, motocross was never as cool and never will be as cool as it was in the nineties and guys like, you know, Bradshaw and, and Emick and, and, uh, even Stanton as dry as he was and, and McGrath, of course, um, and O'Mara and, and, uh, John Michelle Bale, when he came over, are you a big fan of those years? I mean, did you, did, were you involved? Did you follow it during Doug Henry? All those, all those times. Well, strangely enough, and Scott alluded to it at the very beginning of our conversation before we diverted a little bit, I uh, I started the ministry to the motorcycle racing world, the pro world, right. in 1995. And uh, the ministry that is ongoing now, uh, Steve Hudson retired two years ago, and the ministry that's ongoing now with the motorcycle, uh, the chaplain situations, uh, I, I started that in 1995. So, yes, I was very familiar with all that uh, racing. And I've, I've continually watched it. I watch uh, the races on TV, and you know, we have friends. I have friends. Uh, 
that we watch. And I go to the races in Texas, and, and I always enjoy it. But uh, really starting the ministry in 1995 was a real big uh, uh, crown of my cap as well, I feel. That's really most important to me. So, yes, I am familiar with all that. We're talking with our friend Steve Wise, uh, and, and most notably about the passing of multi-time FIM motocross world champ and all-time great Eric Cabors, uh, 55 years old, went missing in a boating mishap uh, in Belgium, uh, went in the water to save his dog, and uh, I'd really see he, they are man's best friend. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you folks out there that remember Eric and are, are mourning his death, Steve, it's okay to mourn a death, right? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. You know, the Bible talks about when the son of David died, his, his son, that he had a son, and the, the son was very sick, and he mourned for three days. And you know what? Then you know what David did? No. He, he didn't eat food, and he mourned for three days. He fasted for three days, didn't eat food, couldn't eat food. And after the third day, he got up and he said, You know what? I will see him again. And he said, Let's go on with life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, grieving is really a tough thing for us all. And though, though it's. It happens, and it's needful for a time. We've got to get over it and move on and live a life to receive the fullness that we can have. And so that's a great question, Scott. And uh, I would encourage anyone out there that you, if you're mourning, because we all go through challenges in life, and things happen, and life isn't perfect. All of us find that out. But uh, in the Bible also, also says there's a time to mourn and there's a time to laugh. So... uh we mourn for a while, but then we get up and dust ourselves off and go on. Well, three days doesn't seem like a whole lot of time, even for David. You know what? You're <laughs> right, but you know, no, really. But mourning too much is very, very hard on the soul. Yeah, it's very unhealthy. We mm-hmm. we get stuck in that and always remembering the past. And if we, all of us, any one of us, if we start remembering our our past, whether they're you know a loved one dying or so, or our failures, we we cannot live in the past. We have to live in the in the you know the future. Like my dad used to always tell me when I'd race, and he would always tell me, "My dad, don't look back, don't look back." Because in my early career, <laughs> I was bad about looking back, and it's really the same way in life. If we look back too much, uh, it's not gonna we're not gonna be led in the right direction. Did you see at the Supercross this weekend on the start somebody like in the two? I think it was a two fifty, or maybe it was an four fifty LCQ. They turned around and looked back in the first turn. Whoever got the whole? Did you, did you see that? Didn't, didn't I, see no, it. I, I think I must have missed Are that you part. Watching this year's edition? <laughs> no, I and I didn't mean to jump, but I just it just made me think of that. I was, ah, I'm gonna have to look and and watch that again and see who it was. But I just noticed it on TV. They even they even talked about it. To Ralph Shaheen and Jeff Emick. They were they were like, well, that's kind of weird. All right, so well, your dad opened up a motorcycle shop after he bought you that uh, that ninety, right? Yes, sir. And he a was years a, after. Yeah, he, he was a real estate broker. You've kind of followed sure in your dad's uh, your dad's footsteps, with the exception of the ministry. Is there a chance that we might see uh, another Gary Wise open up a Honda dealership? Well, no, that's that's pretty much over. And I mean, my dad opened up the shop many years ago, and uh, and I was in real estate for a time, but really now I've uh, dedicated my life to full time ministry and just sharing my story how my life was so changed by. Uh, Whenever I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life and he filled me with his love and his peace and his joy like I'd never known. You know, I'm thankful to the for the races that I won and, and for the championships and so forth. And but I will tell you guys the greatest thing that ever happened to me was when I, I asked the good Lord to, to come into my life and to just dedicate myself to him. So, you know, it's not like we're perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes in life and messed up a lot, but God's goodness is 
is new every morning, and His mercy is there for every one of us. So that's really what I want to tell people mostly okay. uh, about life. It's funny. I'm looking now. I look in the mirror. You know, my my uh, beard is gray. My hair is turning gray, and I'm thinking, here we're going to talk about motorcycles. You know, back when we were young and everything. But it's it's funny how we just move on through life. And uh, but God is good. That's really what my message to everybody. And He was good to Eric in the years he shared him with us. 55 of them, and it's always good to share time with you too, Steve. I appreciate the call, and uh, surely we do appreciate you uh, jumping on the show uh, with us uh, today to to you know pay some tribute to your friend and uh, somebody you looked up to. I, I do appreciate that. That is, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy, uh, but you seem to uh, have developed an, a, a wonderful ability to share the word. We are up against the time on the clock and steve wise we'll do it again one more time i'm 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 pretty confident it'll be sooner than later thank you scott enjoyed it all right now, do you have a website where people people can find you online or is it facebook or what stevewise.com or facebook stevewise7 on facebook or stevewise.com is my website if anybody would like for me to come share if they're at an event their track or whatever contact me and we'll try to work it out steve wise one of my heroes ama hall of famer as well thanks steve all right, uh, fellas, uh, we had two two items uh, of, of of noteworthy. Jason Anderson was able to close it up, uh, wrapped up the season, right? And uh, who took second? Marvin Muskin. Marvin Muskin, who took third? Mr. Tomek. Wow. Good season for Brayton. He he actually yeah. he had a twelfth, which dropped him down. Baggett yeah. ended up yeah. beating. Baggett had a great night though, man. He was he, he was riding really well. He was well. on the, fire. The last the last three three or four races, he's you know podium. And you know what? I think the Vegas track was good this year. I'm usually not What's a big Brayton fan. In fourth, uh, you know, fourth? he was tied for fourth. Yeah. He dropped down to fifth, but still, I mean, that's a top five best year. Well, believe it or not, great season for Brayton. Brayton will not be on an hour number two for this particular episode of the show, <laughs> but he is coming to Winterset, Iowa, for. The Justin Brayton shootout. Tony, give him the dates. You bet. May 19 and 20, Riverside Raceway, just south of Winterset on Highway 169. It's 10 bucks to get in. We hope to see you. Damon Bradshaw. Denny Damon St- Bradshaw. Cooper Webb, possibly. Denny Stevenson. It's growing. Ricky Carmichael. There are going to be some big names. I <laughs> <laughs> no, want you to be there. Chad Pedersen not, not will be Ricky. there as well. Do me a favor. Join us for hour number two of the big program. Jack, stop doing this with your hand. I can see the clock. We'll be back. It's Pit Pass. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do all vrm 340 a heavy-duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. 
For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hour number two of the big program as we uh, fire it up. And did I fire it up over the weekend? Yeah, I was on that big Yamaha Raider, put miles on that bad boy, enjoying it, put fresh tank of gas in. And just enjoyed the weather. 84 degrees at the high on Saturday, and it was beautiful. a wonderful day. Yeah, it, it wasn't so hot. It wasn't so nice inside of a, a dump truck today for my poor Dylan that uh, works oh, for me down Dylan. at the racetrack. He, I tell you what, he's really coming around. We have put. We've been working on a, a racetrack on our. We had a flat St- track, right? Stadium. Yeah, track. so it's more of a stadium style track, kind of like we used to have at Adel right, back in the day. Right. Yeah, I remember that. And um, so the dirt. We okay. So I had. Three dump trucks running, an excavator, a dozer, and a skid loader last Saturday. And th- th- we're going to get this track knocked out. We completely demolished my field in front of my house, oh boy. behind my garage, oh at boy. home. So they're driving back and forth. and, and the, That's where you stole all your dirt from. It's where we used to have yeah. a hill there. Now we just kind of have like a knob. I- I'm being serious. You can see yeah. the pond from my house now. Yep. Um, but uh, the dirt was so bad and people wouldn't realize you know they don't think about this unless they're dirt bike people but the dirt was like a the, the hardest brown clay i've ever what, dealt what, with it's it was clay uh it's terrible so now we're taking we're robbing dirt i'm just kind of creating dirt from spots from my other racetrack that's down the river which has killer dirt and then we're we're just piling it on top of existing track and in uh, you know in a year's time of hauling dirt it, it might not be too bad 
a whole year. You <laughs> wanted to get her all done today. Nice job out of you. Hey, um, folks, want to thank you for joining us. It is Pit Pass Radio. Uh, Tony Wink, Roman Avila, PJ Duran. I'm Scott Casper for Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Alverson. Uh, if you missed the last interview or anything of the last hour, go back and grab it from the website. We encourage you to do so. Steve Wise uh, has a, a solid and strong message, plus he has a history to back it up. Dude knows what he's talking about. Also had an interesting conversation with Corey West, uh, the fill-in guy. Uh, who uh, had a pretty decent weekend, I got to tell you, had a pretty decent weekend. Uh, third overall, right behind Hayden Gillum and J.D. Beach at VIR. Uh, we also talked with Taylor Robert. A bad start couldn't stop Taylor Robert from winning the Cherry Creek Heron Hound race, but that's no news. Terry, uh, Taylor normally does a pretty, pretty good job. All right, Grant Baylor and Chris uh, Parrish do up in this hour. This portion of our show brought to you by Light Hydrogen Racewear. Who makes it, Tony? Light hydrogen race wear? Who makes fly it? racing? Fly See, racing. I'm not, I'm not always ready for these. Yeah, fly. Fly. Got to stay plugged in. You know, it's the first true lightweight race wear to the market in the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight category that, Tony, that's the kind of gear you look for. It's the only gear I wear. But when you're first, you have to stay on the gas and fly continues to develop and improve their premium gear with the addition of the new BOA system. It's revolutionary. It's waist-adjusted, offering fast-on-the-fly micro-adjustability with a truly dialed-in fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience Visit flyracing.com or dealer near you. All right, uh, our next guest is on the line, and uh, we're going to move ahead in this hour. So if you're keeping track at home, we're moving Chris Parrish up to the number one spot. He joins us now. Does Moto America Twins Cup Series superstar Chris Parrish. Chris, how are you? Guys, I'm doing great. How are you? Did you know about the light hydrogen race wear from Fly Racing? Uh... I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Well, we got to get you hooked up with the good folks at Fly and get you. Chris lives on the on the road. You don't. Do you do yeah. much dirt biking, Chris? Guys, I, I've I've never really done any kind of dirt bike racing. Oh I, wow! I grew up doing. I did, I did a whole lot of bicycle racing and then straight to motorcycle street bike. Okay, so you you took the big bite. <laughs> so so I guess that so it's a fair question that you don't cross train on any with any motocross type stuff or dressing. He didn't dress motocross. No cross dressing. No, no, cross, uh, no, no cross dressing. Nice. <laughs> oh, geez. I, I actually mix dressing. I put French and Thousa together on okay, myself. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, GC Services 2017 Suzuki SV650. You're a multi time wear champ. Uh, Chris, you've been racing since 2003. How has it evolved? How has your career evolved since 2003? Uh, for me in general, I have. Um, Always been on the the SV since 2005. I did two years of, of a 600, then straight to the SV. But mostly doing uh, endurance racing with the Weir National Series and now with the N2 Series. But I've always done in, uh, endurance racing. And it's more fun for me, and I get more track time, and, and I've enjoyed it the most. Now, now you're you're racing the Twins, and you're, you're doing the whole series, right? You're the entire Moto America Twins Cup Series? Yes, sir. I am. I've signed up for the entire year. I paid uh, for uh, the entire season, and um, for the first time since uh, starting riding SV, I, I want to get a national championship with Moto America, and that's what I'm gunning for to get the to get the top podium. Is there a discount for for buying it all up front? Because I'm always superstitious. I always <laughs> like, eh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> 
There is. Uh, there actually is. It's a little bit of a discount, and it's so much easier. You don't have to uh, register and pay every round. You just you pay one loan sum in the beginning, and uh, you don't even have to stop in when you uh, at the track. You just kind of roll on in with your credentials and all your crew, and, and you sit up and have fun for that's, the weekend. That's cool. So you just show up, and, and surely at some point you have to go through tech or or something, or are you oh, just yeah, like yeah, I'm Chris Parrish? I'm here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the cool part. But yeah, you still have to take your equipment through tech and, and get everything checked out and get checked in. Uh, Chris, <clears throat> you you talked about being on the SV for a long time now, and you know you, you're on the new SV. Um, what do you think versus the second gen bike? You know what? I guess I guess how do they compare? And you know, do you, do you like one more than the other? Uh, well, not really. You know, at the end of the day, the, the SV is still an SV. It still rides the same. You know, it still has the same engine, still has the exact same brakes, same suspension. Uh, the difference in between the new motorcycle and the second gen is the new one is it's one inch longer on the wheelbase. So the, so the suspension setup is different. The bike is taller. The, uh, the measurements of the shock and the forks are, are different, and the setup, and even trying to ride it, is a little bit different. But, but like I said, at the end of the day, it, it's still an SV650. Nothing has really changed, and it's and it's probably the funnest motorcycle that anybody can ever ride. Wow. I would have to agree with you, Chris. I just bought my seventh SV myself last week. <laughs> I have uh, had a mountain of them. So have you. You recently competed not only on SVs, though. You ran the, the little bikes last year, right? I did for the past couple of years. I I raced on the Yamaha R3, chasing the Blue R3 Crew Cup Bucks. With, with, oh yeah, with with Weira and uh, racing, uh, you know Xavier again in the R3 Cup at the GNF. I almost beat him. It was like point zero six. I mean, it was really close. Whatever the finish was. So hey. me me and Xavier has had a pass of racing each other, and uh, you know one day I'll beat him on the SV, but. Couldn't quite do it at the uh, at VR. It's so fun. Well, you got a whole season ahead of you, Chris. What we haven't talked about yet is GC. For those who don't know, stands for your company, right? It's, is it primarily your business? I guess I've never asked you. Do you have partners in Ghetto Customs? No, it is uh, it's definitely all me. I'm a one man show at my house. It's uh, Ghetto Customs started. Uh, when I lived in the middle of downtown Nashville, Tennessee. In the ghetto. Uh, that's right. And his mama cried. Yeah, in the mid-90s, um, going in the middle of Nashville was uh, it's like a no-no. You know, you stay away from the bricks. But, you know, for me, <laughs> I work downtown, so I bought a house downtown, and, and I actually enjoyed it. I, I never saw anything wrong with it. But my friends were afraid to come visit me because they, they thought I lived in the ghetto. And But they just... Well, I can tell. I can hear the Nashville accent now, and and you're just hard. You, oh yeah. You, like you don't. He's hard like that. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know. You don't be packing or nothing. You just you're you're That's Nashville you hard. You're you're almost as as t- as badass as Memphis. Almost. <laughs> Less barbecue. <laughs> I actually worked a little bit in Memphis. I'm a little terrified of that place. No kidding. Nashville. All right, let's get back to talking about the racing. But Chris Bishop, by the way, is on his second SV. I wanted to talk about Broadway and all the places to eat. Uh, we'll, oh, get, yeah. we'll get back to it Eating if we have time. Because I know there. Chris has a big following and they want to hear about what happened over the weekend. Um, on Friday, um, while you were encouraged, and I think your team was as well, 
Uh, wrapping up Friday, it allowed you the opportunity to rethink. I mean, you had an outstanding day, even though you weren't on new tires. So Saturday morning uh, saw a, a few more changes, right? Um, and to the bike in terms of settings and gearing change that uh, were a result of a discussion over dinner the evening before. Can you uh, can you take us through that dinner? Uh, you guys are exactly right. Yeah, me and uh, Travis and Keith, um, we just kind of discussed everything. And I did all day practice on the wrong gearing. I was, uh, I was, I was, my shift patterns were wrong. I was on the rev limiter a little bit. Um, definitely on used tires. The tires that I, I practiced and qualified on were the tires I won on at Road Atlanta. And, um, but the discussion over dinner, and I did the, the uh, gearing change, and I mean, some massive rear shock change. And I went out there Saturday morning and just set a blistering pace, even on like old tires. I was really impressed, surprised myself, and, and not to mention, I just had a whole lot of fun, man. It's, it's just great. This whole experience is great. I love it. Beautiful. All right, so we continue the conversation. We go to uh, PJ. PJ? Chris, you're looking forward to the rest of the season i mean you're this uh the twin series does it hit every single uh moto america round obviously with the exception of coda is it going to be at every round yes sir it, it hits every round other than coda um next one is obviously at uh, road america and then we go out west um and also at the same time while i'm doing the moto america stuff i'll be doing the into we're endurance with uh, team Arbom. So from the weekend of Road America, it's like back-to-back weekends hmm. of Road America racing and uh, endurance racing still on the OSB 650. How old are you, Chris? I'm 41. My goodness. still kicking. Yes, you still are. Still kicking. I mean, <laughs> you take a look at how you, uh, you did um, at the start of the Twins race. You went off as expected, but... Uh, it was a big drag race into turn one where, where you got shuffled back to fifth. How'd you make it from fifth to second? Uh, well, in particular, I had a terrible start. I'm not used to this whole, you know, watch the red lights and the and the lights go out. I, I'm used You're used to, to the flag. I'm used to the old school Weira and TCS. You know, the green flag drops and everybody goes. Um, so it caught me off guard and definitely went into turn one and fifth. And uh, But I, I shuffled my way up. Essentially, I have to uh, give credit to uh, Mike Coppola's engine builder. That my, that motorcycle was so fast, and I was just able to make up time. And uh, and I knew VIR a little bit better than uh, Jason on the uh, Yamaha, and was just able to work my way up, and and did really well. I got a, a thing here from uh, Chris eighty seven on the wall in in, in the Weir forum. Um, you know Chris eighty seven. I do. That's Chris Wall. We we raced a lot back in the day. Oh right. Okay. I was just reading it. It's Chris Wall. I got it. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what the wall was on the Weir forum. Uh, <laughs> Pink Floyd, the wall, right? Hey, yeah. I love that album. <laughs> okay, here it is. I'm curious to hear Chris's perspective on the handling of this new SV versus the second gen bike. I think you actually covered that, Roman. But uh, I know he's stated it's not quite as good. I feel confident having raced him when he was on a sub 80 horsepower super stock SVs that if this new bike handled anywhere as good as the old one and now has 90 horsepower, then that thing should be sick as all get out with him on it. Is that what he really said right No, there? it's not what he wrote. Okay. <laughs> Par- <laughs> paraphrasing on radio. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
my answer to that is is uh, the new motorcycle, especially after it, you you take time to set it up and with the power that the engine has, that motorcycle it really is fun and it is sick to ride. It, it's it's an amazing machine, uh, and, and I have uh, no complaints about it. Um, it's just super fun, and uh, I really wish uh, uh, Mr. Chris Wall would come back out and race with us because. Uh, we had a lot of fun back in the day. Tell us about your rig. I mean, it looks like a party rig of five or something. Is that an Astro van? What is that? <laughs> Guys, I am. Uh, I have resurrected a 1991 Astro van. It is an Astro van. Oh my! He God. lives up to the t- to the term ghetto customs. He's, <laughs> he right. takes it too hard. Always has. Was it? A, is it an all wheel drive? No, it's a rear wheel drive. Oh, that's good because the all wheel drive gets terrible fuel mileage. <laughs> it gets terrible fuel mileage and it makes a lot of noise. Yes, it does. And won't go as fast either. They I had it. one. It takes that about I, 10 miles an you hour. You can't get a top. bike in them, or at least not a, not a dirt that's bike. Why it pulls a trailer, dude. Yeah, I get it, but I, I had a, a uh, I had one of those and I absolutely loved the thing. And everybody thought that thing's ugly, right? But I love driving my Astro and it was, it was, it was plush. Didn't you jump it? I didn't jump this one. Actually, what happened was I picked a hitchhiker up, oh and it boy. was like a here we go. I, he he peed in my seat <laughs> while we're going. I was headed to some race, it right? Happens. And it I was happens. I had the bike like wedged in there, and I and this guy's walking. And I thought, shoot, this guy, you know, maybe he could like pack my gate for me or something. You know, he's obviously he's a bum. He could hang out with me for the day. Nope. Instead, he said, "I'm just going right down here," and uh, he peed in my seat. And I never could get the smell out, and I ended up having to get rid of my Astro van. I wondered what you were doing every time. Uh, I get, that's I get your in the story. Van. I get in the van, and you had your <laughs> you had your nose down in the seat, going, "I just can't get the smell out." Somebody peed in the seat, I, and and it was a hapless uh, hitchhiker that takes the blame. I see. That's Jack DeLeon dialing in. Thank you, Jack. Good job, <laughs> Chris. Chris Parrish, our guest. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. You. Uh, You've been racing, it seems, quite a long time. It's awesome to hear that you're still running in Wera. Are you running the very same bike, or do you have a fleet of uh, other SVs and and one that's only going to be your Moto America steed? No, guys, uh, getting this new motorcycle, uh, it has it has squeezed every resource that I can do. Um, I had to uh, trade off the... The motorcycle I just got rid of, it was based off of 2003, and it was an endurance bike back in 2010, which essentially was made from donated parts and from, like, spare parts bins. It was built from the ground up with just essentially trash laying around in people's garage. And I built that motorcycle up, and I was able to put that motorcycle in the races and win races, even endurance races. But... I had to let it go to get this new motorcycle, just for it to be eligible for Suzuki contingency. But now it's a little, you know, kind of heartbroken that, you know, the older bikes are eligible to make money on. But still, I I really have a a nice uh, motorcycle and piece of machinery that I can ride. So, but no, no, just the one. Just the one. It's the one you'll be running and same with, with your endurance efforts. Are you guys running your bike or has the team got a, another bike they put you on? No, uh, um, Mike and uh, Russell with the Team Arbom has a uh, has an endurance bike for us. Um, uh, the funny part was is that that motorcycle actually got rented. That endurance bike got rented to put on the grid at VLR, and it ran strong, and it and, uh, it did really well. So that's good news. Means you guys are going to be in good shape when you go out endurance racing. 
it's been a uh, uh, it's been a long time coming to get you on this show, Chris. Uh, you and I pitted next to each other. I want to say it was at the 2012 GNF. I think 2012. Oh, yeah. G- yeah, you uh, you and I pitted, and I and I felt uh, privileged to break it to you that pit pass was a thing. I actually had the banner, and I think we were pitted right next to each other, and we found out we were both from Nashville at the time. That's right. That's right. You guys uh, actually stopped through Nashville, and uh, you and I went out and had a couple. We had some of that yeah, barbecue Tony was talking about. Oh. Didn't he line up an engine for my R six or something? Uh, something like that. That's awesome, man. That, I didn't realize that I was talking. Yep, this is me. This is PJ. I was the guy who was pitted next to you, and that was you. Did far better at that GNF than I did. I think I maybe cracked the top five in the old guy race. That was probably my best finish of that deal. Um, oh man. But you were killing it on that very SV you were talking about, and I remember uh, checking it out and hearing the story that, yeah, this thing's been built out of essentially people's throwaway parts. Yeah, good stuff. You, you want his autograph, right? Because you admire guys like this. Uh, I was trying I, to get him on the show at the I time, and here we are, four, four, five years later, we finally got him on the show. Have you ever thought about just picking up the phone and calling him and asking him to be on the show? Yeah, I, I, I probably should have done that, Scott. <laughs> That's how I make it happen. You guys could call me anytime, man. I love this stuff, man. Well, we're Being gonna... a part of this whole Moto America experience is it's, it's the greatest stuff ever. Is it I've getting never, better? Ever been is is there is it an AMA race before? Yeah, and for me to go to my first one at Road Atlanta and actually win a race, I, I swear it's the Ricky Bobby moment. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe you, you need to get a bit of like a big cougar painted on your sweet Astro van, <laughs> like where the swoosh is on the back. Yeah. You get a big cougar Karen, and just say Karen, me. <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> well, your your bike looks beautiful. I was just checking out some pictures and. Yeah, they really came to you, Chris. Uh, it's a well-known fact in the Wera racing circles. If you want to go fast on a SV650, you talk to one guy. And there was another one or two for sure, but you are definitely at the top of the list. So it's awesome they finally came out with a series pretty much tailor-made for your uh, racing resume. Oh, yeah. When uh, when the talks of this uh, Twins, the uh, Pro Twins class coming around, um, I, I just talked to Beth and told her, I'm like, there's no other opportunities that I want to do. You know, it, it, I, we've got to do it. We've got to, and no matter what we need to sell or what we need to spend, we just got to travel around and do this series because it was made for me and I got to do it. So, and it, and I, I'm just, I'm blessed. I'm so lucky. This is so fun. Well, we enjoy having you on the show and I'm not sure why your phone keeps doing that, but, uh, it's interesting for sure. Um, listen, we appreciate you joining us on the program. Uh, I do want to give you a chance to uh, recognize some of your many sponsors, if not all of them. So uh, go ahead. You got it on a roll. Um, well, first off, uh, I have to uh, thank uh, not only you know Travis and Keith and uh, Beth, especially um, Mike Coplis and um, Russell Mascar with R-Bomb. They uh, put the bike together. Uh, Shoey Helmets uh, hooked me up definitely. VL2 Leathers. Uh, Wingman's Garage, those guys are definitely helping me out. Uh, M4 Exhaust, Hot Bodies. Um, and, uh, and I'm working on uh, Tyga, um, CNC parts that are in Thailand, working on those guys in Pitbull products. What about who and, builds uh, the motors? Uh, Mr. Mike Copulus. Okay, Copulus, there you go. Yes, he's yeah. in Fayetteville, North Carolina. He's the. He is the SV uh, engine genius of these engines. That's what we hear. You know what? I'd like to talk with him. Is there a way you can uh, 
uh, uh, give him a shout and see if he come on the show tonight. Yeah, not well. Not well. You know what? Why not tonight? Uh, I'm sure he's listening right now. I'll uh, I uh, get you guys his phone number. I tell you what, I'm going to put you on hold. We'll go to commercial break, and uh, we'll do just that. So stand by. Uh, You're listening to America's Moto Racing Talk Show as it uh, unfolds before your very ears. Stay tuned. This is Pit Pass. My name is Corey West. I'm an AMA Daytona sport bike racer. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy-duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Race Tech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Race Tech products and applications, visit our website at racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. 
For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, you want an experience that's real, fast, and fun? fun? Then it's time you try MB2 Raceway. MB2 Raceway provides an exhilarating indoor karting experience with high-tech European electric carts on a Grand Prix-style road course that's challenging for all skill levels. With speeds up to 45 miles an hour, we guarantee a white-knuckle throw ride that'll keep you coming back. MB2 Raceway is behind Sky Zone and Grimes. For more information, go to mb2raceway.com. It's real. It's fast. It's fun. fun. It's MB2 Two this is Andrew Short, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, thank you very much, Shorty. Appreciate that. Appreciate you uh, listening in on the program. It is Pit Pass Radio. Uh, we had Chris Parrish on to start the hour. We go to our very next guest. Uh, he managed to win uh, Dragon's Back National Enduro despite some, uh, well, ugly conditions, to say the least. He joins us now. This is Grant Baylor. Grant, how are you? Good. How are you? Good, man. Appreciate it. We've been uh, hoping you'd pick up the phone and give us a call. It's funny how the yeah. time slips away. He's in the holler. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I was, I'm up at Terry Bollinger's house here in Morgan, North Carolina. And I was like, you know, they live way back in the holler area, so I didn't have any service. So. I uh, got a little bit in and came in for a voicemail, so I called back as soon as I could. <laughs> Get old back there in the holler, Trevor's house, huh? Yep. Well, you guys, uh, what are you, are you out there? Doing some riding or what? Uh, just riding some bicycles right now. Um, since I've broken my hand, uh, I haven't ridden my dirt bike at all, other than to race the Sprint Enduro and the National Enduro. So, yeah, I've just been uh, taking some time off the bike and riding bicycles. How to go with the Dragon's Back National Enduro? Um. You know, I could I could say it went it was awesome because I won and everything, but uh, it was it was a it was a tough day. I mean, it was pretty nasty. You know, it started pouring right before the race and uh, made it pretty slippery in the beginning. I think I uh, I think I crashed three times in the second test and uh, got stuck on a hit on two hills and crashed a bunch of other times throughout the day. So it was a it was a long day and uh, but it was awesome to get the win, first win of the season. It can't be easy on your hand. Uh, no, it it definitely made it swell up a good bit after the race, but uh, in the last the last two tests, it was really hard for me to pull my clutch in because it was just getting so weak. But um, you know, other than that, it, it doesn't hurt or anything, so we're good there. Do you tape it up at all? Or are you wearing anything? Are you wearing a wrist brace or anything protective to try to minimize that, or are you just? Just getting her out. Just manning up and running it. I'm just running it. It's, uh, I, you know, I struggled to make a fist for a couple of weeks after surgery, but as soon as I could make a fist, I hopped on the bike and tested it out and went racing. So you're doing a bunch of bicycling. Um, we, uh, saw the announcement that, uh, the GNCC's embracing this electric bicycle thing. What do you think of it? Um, I actually just heard about it today. I haven't even, I haven't even heard about it until someone said something about it today. But uh, I think it'd be cool. You know, it'll be something new and different, and uh, 
attracts a different crowd, you know. So, um, you know, I would think it would be a good thing for sure. Are the pro guys, XC1 and XC2 guys, going to be riding on it? Riding in it on, on it's, I think it's on Friday. So, and that was kind of the complaint from some of the guys that don't have an e bike. They, they said it was a, an unfair advantage that uh, yeah. guys that had the e bikes, they can go out and basically ride the whole course. And I was yeah. talking to Jason Thomas about it and he was whining, saying, uh, you know, the first lap, you can just tell who the guys have because they're just, you know, they're way ahead after the first lap and it takes a while for everybody else to catch up and learn the course. Do you agree with that? And uh, do you think the pro guys are going to be riding on the on the thing on Friday? Is it on the race course? Um, well, uh, I'm sorry. Is what on the race course? The e bike. Yeah, the e bike race. Is it on the same uh, course you're going to race? I have no idea. Um, well, like Grant, I, said, I didn't really hear anything about it until today. So, um, other than that, uh, I do totally agree with the the thing of being a, a disadvantage if you don't have one. You know. It's, you can go out and and now that we can look at the track on Saturday. In the past, we've only been able to look at it on Sunday. So now that you can look at it on Saturday, look at it on Saturday. You can you could bike the track easily two or three times before the race if you wanted to on an e bike, yeah, yeah. Or you could start racing quads. What's that? Oh. I said, or you could start racing quads. Oh yeah, I could. <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to do that. At least I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I'd like to try it one day, but hmm. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> uh, Grant, around on them a little bit, but they're they're all right. Grant Baylor's our like a dirt bike. Our guest, uh, you uh, you you've you obviously got the win, so you're you're uh, stoked on that. But your hand is it uh, is it healed up? You ready to do this or what? Well, I'll, I'll uh, see my doctor on Thursday and uh, ride it up. This weekend, it should be healed up and ready to go 100%. So, other than it getting tired at the National Enduro, I expect it to give out at the GNC as well. So, other than that, you know, it's good to go as long as I don't smash it or hurt it anymore. The the, the round in Indiana, I'm told, is is one that uh, a lot of people aren't stoked on because it's so far. How far is it for you? Uh, it's, it's around 10 hours from my house. Yeah. Do you, I'm in uh, upstate South Carolina, so it's a good haul. It's a bit of a haul. Do uh, you guys you share that that uh, burden with somebody to uh, ride along with, or how do you get there? Um, usually, I just drive uh, by myself with with my dog, and that's it. So um, sometimes I have you know buddies ride up with me or whatever, but most of the time I'm by myself. What kind of dog you got? Roman, you just had to put your dog down. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that too. <laughs> I uh, I got a flat coat retriever. She's six months old. Oh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. No, no, I I uh, had to put my uh, uh, black lab down. Twelve and a half years. Picked him out myself. So. It sucks. That's but, a tough deal. I put my dog yeah, down this year yep. and over the winter, and she uh, she died the same time as my grandma, and and uh, like same day. It was pretty rough. So, uh, and I don't, I'm not sure who I was more bummed out about. Um, yeah. Yep. Well, Grant, uh, you've you've got um, a race this weekend in Indiana, and I know it's going to be tough. 
you said you're going to see your doctor. Are you even released to ride yet? Uh, no. I mean, he he told me I could ride, but uh, so Matt's a maybe, right? Kinda. Hey, Grant, how is it having your brother leading the points right now? Does that cause any kind of like little brotherly love between you two, or is it just good old rivalry? Have we still got you, Grant? We must have lost him. How about now? No, but I'm back. Uh, hey, there you yeah, are, Scott. Hey, How are you? Hey. You're welcome. I know uh, our connectivity sometimes is questionable, but uh, it's always good to have you folks. Looks like One it thing. just reset. Are you back with us, Grant? Yeah. Hey. All right. Hey. Welcome back. All right. This is awesome radio. Who, who are you traveling with, Grant? This dog. Sorry. Is there somebody else in the van with you or the vehicle with you? <laughs> He's no. in a hauler somewhere. Yeah. No, they're... How about this? Let's... Grant, good luck this weekend. Yep. Uh, sounds like we're having some connection issues. We can't hear you too well, but connectivity, um, connectivity, yeah, yeah, issues. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Who yeah. are the sponsors you want to rattle off for us? Uh, the whole Teeley Energy Racing team, um, KTM, FMF. Uh, let's see, G two Ergonomics. Um, was it XE Gear Bar Mounts? Uh, ankle saver sweat pegs, TCX boots, Joey helmets, X brand goggles, um, Mobius knee braces, and uh, you know, everyone else I'm forgetting. Thank you. Well, you did a good job, bud. Appreciate that. And hopefully, next time we'll have a little better connection. But yeah, uh, it's, it's always good <laughs> to have you on, man. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. You. Tell you what, we'll take a quick time out. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk engine building, the V twin engines, to be exact. All right. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, this portion of our program brought to you by Hicklin Power Sports out in Grimes, Iowa. And uh, you know what? You've got, a, you've got a great shop there. I've got to compliment you on your shop. Uh, full of great mechanics that know what they're talking about, know what they're working on. Absolutely. And we're still remodeling. It seems like it never ends. That's okay. Next, uh, next up, a second floor. That should be fascinating. You'll get an elevator and everything. All right. Stay tuned. More of Pit Pass after this short timeout. We'll be back. This is number 40, Jason DeSalvo, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro Fit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next Racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high 
high-quality, performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink can ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey, this is Matt Bonnie, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back. Uh, you know, we were having a chat, if you will, uh, with uh, Chris, uh, Chris Parrish, or as I like to call him, Chris Parrish. Um, Quiz, he's yeah, a good guy. About uh, you know what it takes to to put a championship effort together, even if you're building your bike from scratch. One thing that uh, is in high demand, and that of course is a solid engine. And there is a engine builder that Chris gave a lot of credit to, and that's and Mike. Say your name again for the general public. It's is it Cop Copulus Cop Copulus Copulus yep, Copulus. Okay, we're making it harder right. than it is. Obviously, yeah. uh, are you down in North Carolina, or where are you uh, where are you at? Yeah, I'm in North Carolina, uh, Hope Mills, which is uh, about 45 minutes north of uh, the South Carolina line off I-95. How far would you say it is from uh, Little Rock? That's more for Little the guy. That's more for the guys in the studio. Oh, oh, I get boy. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's an inside joke, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you, had you been listening to the first hour, you would have heard the same lack of laughter. Um, anyway, appreciate <laughs> you jumping on at the last minute. Um, uh, can you can you talk about some of the the writers uh, that you're working with? I know Chris Parrish, as we just mentioned, but also you've got uh, a younger writer on there that, and that kind of creates some. Uh, I would imagine some of its own sets of uh, special challenges. Yeah, uh, well, uh, you know, we got started with Arbom Racing a couple of years ago, myself and Russell Mascar, and uh, we started building our own motors for the teams. And then about two years ago, when the N2 uh, hosted a Superbike Challenge Endurance Race up at uh, PIRC, uh, I asked Chris Parrish to come join us. And uh, so we went up there, and we uh, did a good job. We won the race in the lightweight class. And then last year, uh, it was a three-round series, and we entered two bikes. And uh, Chris rode uh, the championship-winning bike, our second bike, and our second. And it kind of just developed from there. And, uh, you know, I've been fiddling with my own motors for, you know, 15 years or so. And then it kind of just grew from there. We started doing the team motors. And then when Chris, uh, you know, we 
talked about doing the Moto America thing, and we just jumped on it and went in. You know, it's interesting. You call it fiddling. Uh, other guys say, hey, championship level. And I think that's high, high praise indeed. Did you not build a motor for Drake Beecham? Yeah. Um, well, Drake has two bikes. He has his Altus uh, R3 from Moto America, and then he has his personal R3 uh, for the Wear National Challenge Series. So, uh, yeah, I, I built his uh, R3 motor for the Wear races. It's a little different spec. We're allowed to do more stuff in the Wear class. We're friends with yep. a lot of the same people, Larry Pegram, uh, Chris Ulrich, Greg White, Drake, uh, Curtis, of course, uh, Eddie Kraft. Um, you've, you've got some pretty heavy hitters in your uh, in your friends category on Facebook. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's a racing community, and uh, everyone knows each other, and uh, it's just how it is. It's... it's uh, it's a big community out there. Mike, I work for Wiseco Piston, and um, we, years ago, AMA series um, changed the rules, so we were pretty much, we we had no reason to, to sponsor riders. We had no reason to advertise in, in road racing because there was nothing we could do because of the rules package. Um, I know, and we're in some of those other series, there's, there's a lot more uh, leeway what you can do. What are your thoughts on on the rule package um, with with Moto America and, and your experience with it and and uh, what is your favorite engine to build and for which series and why? Uh, boy, uh, okay, a lot of questions here. Uh, Moto America rules package. I only get to talk uh, once uh, during the interview, so I have uh, to get them all in. Okay. We, yeah, we had to I, make that clear. I gotcha. You know, when you're trying to construct a rules package for a lightweight bike, it's tough because uh, different spec motors different CCs and stuff like that. So you have to start somewhere. And Moto America did a pretty good job. There are some discrepancies in the rule book uh, that we don't really like. And uh, we actually sat down and had a discussion uh, with Moto America about that this weekend to try to get some of the things uh, ironed out, which would make it easier for uh, engine builders. It would make it easier for club races that may want to enter a Moto America race. So uh, I think on a specific... They have a connecting rod rule, which says you must use a connecting rod that's the same weight or heavier than stock. So aftermarket connecting rod companies, their whole idea is to make stuff lighter and stronger. So I could not get an off-the-shelf, say, a Carrillo rod and put in a Moto America or a motor because it's too light. So we had to source another rod. Um, another thing is the displacement. They have a sticking with stock displacement. Well, the Yamaha is a 689, we're a 650, so they have a big displacement advantage, but we're not allowed to raise our displacement up, so we address that with them. Um, we'll see how it goes. It, it, the rules package isn't horrible. Um, obviously, we've taken five out of six podium positions in two races. So uh, we'll just see what happens and take it from here. Yeah, it's it's hard to get a race sanctioning body to hear too much you have to say when you are currently dominating. Uh, I would imagine <laughs> that's a conversation that's not not easily won from y your perspective. I mean, are you are you, how many motors do you have in the twins class that you you or your shop are personally responsible for right now in the Moto America series? Uh, well, I've got Chris's A motor, and he has a B motor that he keeps uh, in his trailer. And then uh, we fielded uh, six bikes on the R-Bomb racing team, and then we have several backup motors uh, in the truck in case we need them. 
And then we also have some club bikes, uh, the endurance bikes. So we have two uh, wear endurance bikes with backup motors, and then we have the Moto America bikes, and then and then Chris's package. Do you, do you, and I've done a couple of R3 motors here and there, too, and help those guys out. Is there a favorite type of motor you like to work on? Uh, you got to say the SV650. It's, uh, it's been around for 20 years. It has little quirks, but uh, there's nothing like the sound of a good V-twin running down straight away. Couldn't agree more. That is a yeah. impressive list. So you and uh, you and or your uh, team services are attending. Are you at every single Moto America event to support your your racers? Uh, no, unfortunately, I have a real job and I can't uh, travel out to the Western Round. A job? So, yes, I do have a real job. Mike so. is a, a police officer for the last 20 years. Prior to that, he served eight <laughs> years in the United States military. Uh, I believe it was, was it Army? No, it was Airborne. Yeah, right? uh, I was right here in the 82nd Airborne Division here in, uh, in North Carolina. Oh, my. And I did a few years out in Hawaii, too. How many, did, how many jumps for you? Well, I spent a lot of time overseas, so we didn't get a lot of time, but I think about 58 or 59, pretty oh. close to that. You still remember your first? Oh, yeah. You never forget your first. <laughs> and were you, uh, <laughs> when you were in Hawaii, were you, uh, would it have been Schofield? Where, where Actually, were you stationed was, at in Hawaii? I was supposed to go to Schofield, but I got, uh, Sent down to Fort Shafter, which was U.S. Army Pacific headquarters, and I was a training and you know down there. So, quite different from uh, being in a airborne infantry unit, going to a headquarters unit. A, a but it was fun. It was a, a good time. A training NCO, a non-commissioned in Hawaii. Yeah. In Hawaii that is the called, key component to keep in mind there. over there about that time. I could not yeah. do that, it, especially it being a, especially being a combat veteran myself. I could not do that. Well, you know, it was uh, it was it was tough. It was a lot different. There was another side of the army that didn't really know existed, but it's terrible. It. It's all logistical. <laughs> if if I was junk. there, I'd be constantly looking to the west and, you, the, and the sky. Scott, that would be something that you would probably enjoy. What the logistical side of things? Oh, absolutely. Moving boxes, making sure boxes get yeah. from point A to point B. Not, not me. I can't do that. <laughs> Ugh, Michael Kopulis no. is joining us. Uh, uh, by the way, Michael, uh, uh, for both uh, the United States military and your your service uh, uh, for the police department, we do appreciate your service. Folks, you can look for Michael on uh, his Facebook. You can always use more friends out there, and uh, you can keep up with what Michael's doing. And, uh, and, and perhaps, if you needed an engine built, this is the guy that uh, is a magician on these bikes, so says Chris Parrish, <laughs> and uh, specifically on the V-Twins. Let's go back to Tony Wink. Tony? I was just curious if anybody ever stiffed you on a bill if you have to play good cop, bad cop. <laughs> uh, you know, I kind of keep that, that side to the daytime hours and don't drag that into it. So, and uh, the majority of people that I work with have been really good to me and, and I try to treat them well and I haven't had any problems. What kind That's, of cop are you? A police officer. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm in the traffic unit and I'm on a motor. So, uh, I ride all day. 10-4. Lucky. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at your, I actually jumped to your Facebook what page. Are you, what are you guys riding? Harleys? Harleys. We're on, we're on Harleys. Potato. 
potato, potato. Down there in Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. Birmingham, they've got the gold wings, or at least they did for quite a while. Have you seen the new gold wings? Yeah. Those things yeah. are hot rod. I bet we've got one. Mike wishes he had one. We've got a couple. Well, yeah, we were on the BMWs several years ago. How did you like uh, that? They were, they were great, but uh, we had problems getting them serviced because we didn't have a local BMW dealer. Oh, wow. We were traveling 90 minutes to Raleigh, and it was just logistically, it didn't make sense. Oh, Raleigh's a nice community to visit. But that would seem like a, there. that seems like a real job opportunity to me for an engine builder. <laughs> yeah. It might be to get, become a franchise uh, service center. Michael, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Continue good work, sir, on the Twins. We appreciate it. And I know guys like Chris Parrish and Drake Beecham and others do appreciate it as well. Thank you very much. Awesome. Hey, can I give a plug to someone real quick? Mm, uh, okay. So I got 30 seconds? Sure. Okay. Uh, I just want to give a plug to John Ulrich and the Road Racing World Action Fund. They do great work. Last summer, I had the unfortunate opportunity of testing the air fence at a VIR. Russell and I were up there uh, shaking down some of our endurance bikes, and we had a we had a component failure on the handlebar and sent me straight into the tire wall. Wow. Uh, we would have been the tire wall. The soft barriers weren't there. So... Uh, you know, I wouldn't be on this good earth if it wasn't for John Ulrich and that Road Racing World Action Fund to buy that expensive uh, soft area. Well, John Ulrich is one of our heroes, my brother. He's been on the show many, many times. He's so, uh, well done sure. by you. Well done by you. You can come back anytime now, Michael. Awesome. <laughs> Keep riding that thin blue line for us, will you? I will, sir. All right. God bless you, sir. Appreciate the service. All right. Uh, stay tuned. Back to wrap up the hours. We head to the top of the hour. This is Pit Pass. I'm Jessica Patterson, women's motocross champ, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro Fit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next Racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. What's up? This is Brian Deegan, the general of the Metal Militia. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. That's what's up. How much real estate is out there that is now sitting empty that wasn't empty six months ago? I was driving by Kmart. I was looking at Sears stores. I was looking at Yonkers retail stores. Amazing amount of retail space out there across the country. It's all the uh, online stuff, I think. Yeah, I think it it's is. wiping some people out. Before we wrap up our show, Scott, I just wanted to give a heartfelt condolences from uh, all of Pit Pass um, to the Lewis family. Uh, the father of racer Mo- Moto America racer Jake Lewis unfortunately passed away last week. Um, Wonderful, wonderful man. He will be missed by many in the paddocks around the United States. He worked closely. Earl Hayden is literally one of his closest personal friends. He, it's got to be tough for that community. It's, it, and it's unfortunate that it's it's happened when it's happened. Uh, but we're all huge fans of number 85, and uh, Jake will carry on along with uh, his uh, 
beautiful wife, Karen, and they have a number of other children. But again, our condolences. Just wanted to make mention of the Lewis family. We're thinking of you. All right. They're very, very kind of you, uh, PJ. Um, you know, it's, it's, it seems like we've been, we, we deal with a lot of death in this sport, but I think it's because it's news. Okay. Um, it's not like death doesn't happen in everyday life to anybody else, but it does, it does seem to sometimes it seems like we focus on it, but, uh, every once in a while, those that we know do die and, uh, for various reasons. Um, Owensboro, Kentucky has, uh, had its share of loss and its share of, uh, sadness, but uh, they're going to be celebrating the life of, of one of those that passed away with the erection of a, uh, uh, a statue, if you will, in the town square, right? Isn't that where it's going For, to be? The town yep, square? absolutely. In Owensboro of Nikki Hayden, yeah. old number 69. And there, I think the dedication, and we'll have uh, Roger on the show next week to talk a little more about it, how it all came together, because those things aren't cheap, number one. Uh, but uh, the selection as to where the selection of the site as to where to put it uh, was important to the family and to the city. Uh, if you recall, that is uh, the largest funeral that Owensboro's ever seen, and uh, there was a, a moving tribute, I think. And this is another way we can continue uh, to salute his memory. Um, Want to want to thank all of our guests. Uh, it was neat to uh, be able to talk to Grant Baylor. I'm uh, sad that uh, the call didn't go any better than it did, but sometimes technology does not necessarily work uh, in our favor, and that was one of them. Uh, one of the t- one of the times. Chris Parrish did join us from uh, the, the Moto America series, the Twins Cup series to be exact, and then uh, of course we were joined by his uh, his builder, Michael uh, Copulus. Uh, he was a police officer, former United States military, uh, serving in various ports around the world so nice job out of michael coming on at the last minute talking about v twins in particular and the challenge uh challenges that they face in building these things and and making them quick i think the secret to his success is building a solid quality motor and then giving it to a guy like parish who knows uh, obviously how to race him he sure does the guy embarrasses guys on faster bikes routinely and he's 41 years old yep i call him kid <laughs> I call him sir. Uh, we also want to thank Stevie Wise. Uh, Steve, if you recall, for six or seven years was uh, the very heartbeat of that uh, uh, the Honda, the Team Honda, if you recall, the cool uniforms. Remember those, Tony, the cool red, white, and blues? Yeah, they, they cool do helmets. a throwback on with gear once in a while that, that they always mimic that era for sure. Well, I would. It's old. I think uh, also did a really good job of putting Honda in a dominant position race-wise. I want to thank Corey West and Taylor Robert as well. For Ed Camp, for Tony Wink, Roman Avila, PJ Duran, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, our good buddies Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson, I'm Scott Casper. Tune in next week when we have some more great guests. I think you'll be very, very surprised. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Ahem. <clears throat> Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.